Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Look, they've tried beer, blunts, even Olivia Rodrigo. So now it's come to this. The lead starts right now. Breaking news, President Biden about to announce any minute a new vaccine requirement for federal employees after hitting what he calls a brick wall in the effort to break through to more unvaccinated Americans. So will you maybe have to get a shot to go to work? With new data that shows Delta variants only need one second to spread new mask mandates from the nation's capital to your kid's classroom to the Magic Kingdom as a war over masks shapes up in the Sunshine State. Plus, the gold standard The American who stepped up in Simone Biles' absence to grab the gold. Hear her inspiring journey to Tokyo coming up. Hey everyone, welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. We're going to start with the health lead, of course. Any moment now, we're going to hear a major announcement from President Biden, who is looking to shake the nation out of its relative complacency when it comes to vaccinations. Biden is expected to announce new requirements for federal workers requiring everyone in all agencies get a vaccine or show proof of regular negative COVID tests. This comes as a slew of major corporations go even one step further, taking away the choice from Google to Netflix, Morgan Stanley, many more. They're all now mandating vaccines for all of their employees. The momentum moves away from the encouragement period of this pandemic, and this more aggressive vaccine push comes as the risk of the highly contagious Delta variant becomes even clearer, health officials say. They say it did not have to be this way, but tens of millions of Americans continue to refuse to get the vaccine. As CNN's Athena Jones reports, nearly two-thirds of all Americans now live in a COVID hotspot, with that number growing every day. We're requiring everyone who works in the building to be vaccinated. Pressure is building on the unvaccinated to get vaccinated. We have an under-vaccinated population that's allowing this virus to spread, and I think we've gotten to the point where you have to compel people to do the right thing. With new COVID cases surging in most states, more and more businesses now instituting vaccination or testing requirements to protect their staff and their customers. We have a really, really serious responsibility to our staff members and to our guests to make sure that it is a safe working environment and a safe place to dine. So are schools like Duke University, where students who don't get vaccinated... They will not be able to enroll in school. Um, they'll be suspended in, until, they're, until they get a vaccination. The daily pace of vaccinations is up 35% over last week, to the highest level in three weeks. Now the virus is back, and the people who weren't vaccinated because they thought there was nothing to fear are now starting to get the message... Still, the U.S. is averaging more than 63,000 new infections a day, up nearly 60 percent over last week's seven-day average. Louisiana, where just 37 percent are fully vaccinated, seeing the biggest jump in its seven-day average of new cases per capita. Some hospitals there stretched thin. Our hospitals are full. Our emergency departments are full. And with almost 70 percent of the country living in a county with high or substantial COVID transmission, 
where the CDC says everyone should wear masks indoors in public. Washington, D.C.'s mayor and Baltimore County public schools today announcing indoor mask mandates for everyone, regardless of vaccination status. And starting tomorrow, masks are mandatory indoors for those age two and older at Disneyland in California and at Walt Disney World in Florida. Zero the masks better than enslaving our children. But a showdown on masks in schools in the Sunshine State looks increasingly likely, with Broward County's school board approving a mask mandate and Miami-Dade County's board considering one. Governor Ron DeSantis has hinted he could call a special legislative session to ensure masks remain optional in schools. And I think it's very important that we say unequivocally no to lockdowns, no to school closures, no to restrictions, and no mandates. And when it comes to bringing back an indoor mask mandate right here in New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio says he'll have more to say about that on Monday, adding he wants to, quote, keep the focus on the one thing that will make a difference, which is vaccination. Jay? Athena Jones, thank you so much. Joining us live to discuss, Dr. Peter Hotez, co-director of the Center for Vaccine Development at Texas Children's Hospital. Dr. Hotez, thanks for joining us. Here in Washington, D.C., the mayor is re-implementing an indoor mask requirement for everyone over the age of two, even if we are fully vaccinated. What is the risk uh, for a room full of vaccinated people that one vaccinated person would have COVID and then transmit it to another vaccinated person. It strikes me that it would probably be rather narrow. Yeah, certainly if you had a room full of vaccinated people, the the risk is probably relatively low. The problem is that situation doesn't happen very often. If you have a gathering of significant numbers of people, we still have a lot of unvaccinated people uh, in the United States, unfortunately. And of course, anybody under the age of 12, by definition, is not going to be vaccinated. So you're going to have a lot of uh, virus circulating. And, you know, once we can do better at vaccinating the whole country um, at a higher level than we are right now, I think we might be able to go back to what we had before. But remember, Jake, this virus has a what's known as a reproductive number of five to six. What that means, if a single person gets infected on average, they'll infect five or six other people. And based on that information, what that means is we have to vaccinate about 85% of the entire population of the United States to slow or eventually halt transmission. And that, because we're, because you right off the top, you you factor out the young kids, that basically means all the adults and adolescents have to be vaccinated in the United States. And you might say, well, that's not possible. Well, of course it is. It's already getting there in Vermont and Massachusetts. The problem that we face, Jake, is down here in the South where, you know, you look at a state like Louisiana where 17, only 17% of the adolescents are vaccinated, maybe 30 to 40% of the young adults. And now schools are going to open down here in a couple of weeks in some of the Louisiana parishes. This isn't going to go well. This virus, as bad as things are right now, it's about to get much worse Okay, schools open in the South. And I think that's what we're dealing with. Right. So, but just in terms of D.C., right, does a mask mandate make more sense than a vaccine mandate? I mean, if the problem is so many people are unvaccinated, would it not make more sense? And look, I don't propose policy, but I'm just reacting to Mayor Bowser's announcement. She's saying we all have to wear masks again indoors, even if we're vaccinated. Would a vaccine mandate make more sense than that? 
Well, ideally, you do both, actually. I mean, yes, I, I, I agree. Vaccine mandates um, would be the most effective way uh, to do this. And But masks still provide an important backstop, especially with the performance feature of against the Delta variant that you're still seeing some asymptomatic transmission going on. So ideally, the more you could do, the better. And those are our two best defenses against this virus are vaccines and masks. So um, I don't know what the politics are in, in Washington, D.C. around vaccine mandates. You know, across the country, Jake, vaccine policies usually sit, set at the state level. We have a lot of issues here in some of our southern states for doing that. So it would be great to do implement both if possible. Well, I don't think any uh, state has implemented a vaccine mandate. Um, we are seeing a deluge of, of private companies now telling their employees, if you want to return to work, if you want to continue to work, you have to get vaccinated. Um, you tweeted uh, some skepticism that this is going to work. Why? I think, you know, the anti-vaccine aggression is just so dominant right now. It's it's hard to see how we're going to be able to implement this easily or successfully uh, until we do something about uh, taking down some of the anti-vaccine content. And, and I get it. I mean, people are, employers are frustrated. We've done everything we can to encourage people to get vaccinated in terms of pro-vaccine messaging. I think the next, and this is why we're, we have to have mandates, I think it was the right move not to push too hard on this, at least in the beginning. But as we run out of options, this may be the only one left. I just think it's going to be very hard to do this successfully when you have all of the anti-vaccine uh, content dominating the internet right now. I think it's. I think we need to be looking at, you know, the Center for Countering Digital Hate has a plan to uh, deplatform some of the major offenders at the non-governmental level, and we've got to work harder um, with some of the far-right uh, activities, like we saw at CPAC or on the conservative news channels. And we have to work harder with the Russian government. Now, U.S. and British intelligence reports that the Russian government is piling on anti-vaccine content as a wedge issue to divide our country. And what I've called on the Biden administration to do is to get bring in some people from outside the health sector to get advice on how to take this down and create an interagency task force that includes the health and human services agencies. But we need help. We need help from Homeland Security. We need help from the Commerce Department, from the Justice Department, and the State Department to do something about uh, the weaponized health communication that's coming out of Russia. And until we also do that, things are going to not Things are going to be really rough now for the next few weeks and months over these mandates. Dr. Peter Hotez, thanks so much. Good to see you, sir. The president is expected to officially Thank announce you. these new vaccine requirements any moment. We will bring that to you live. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. Stay with us. We're expecting President Biden to speak at the White House any second. He's expected to announce a new vaccine requirement for all federal employees. Sources tell CNN that the president feels the U.S. has hit a brick wall when it comes to trying to convince the unvaccinated. Frequently, he asks his top aides, quote, what's the problem? So now, as CNN's Jeff Zeleny reports, the White House is hoping that these new requirements will serve as a model for private companies and state and local governments to enact similar rules for their employees. So please, 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 if you're not vaccinated. President Biden is no longer simply asking Americans to get vaccinated. He's requiring them to, or at least those who work for the federal government. We still have a lot of people not vaccinated. The pandemic we have now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 
The president is calling on local governments to provide an incentive payment of $100 for every newly vaccinated American. He's also directing the Department of Defense to study how to add COVID-19 to the list of vaccinations already required of service members. As caseloads surge across the country, the White House is taking a tougher stand today on vaccine hesitancy, ordering federal employees to be vaccinated or face tougher testing, masking, and other requirements. It stops short of an all-out mandate, but it's a remarkable shift in the administration's fight against COVID-19. The president has repeatedly declined to blame or shame those who haven't gotten their shot, a stance that is fading fast. If you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. White House officials believe the president does not have the power to require all Americans to get shots, but they say he does have that authority over a workforce of some two million people. But officials believe the president's actions can be a model for private businesses, more and more of which are already taking steps to require employees to get vaccinated. We see ourselves as a model uh, for, other, uh, for other companies and other organizations, and that's something that we don't take lightly. With the Delta variant stubbornly rising, the White House is in a far different mindset than officials had hoped at the beginning of the summer. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. But that's no longer the case. As summer wanes and school openings are just around the corner, the administration is suddenly facing new uncertainty about a pandemic that officials only recently believed was under control. One top Biden advisor telling CNN, we were winning the fight against COVID, but no one ever said it was over. Now that's more clear than ever. It's not over. And that is exactly the message that President Biden will be conveying. This fight is not over. That's why they are uh, really trying to reach out to those uh, non-vaccinated federal workers. Jake, a couple things we're learning now about this speech to uh, happen any moment. It is that $100 incentive uh, encouraging local and state governments to give to people who have not gotten vaccinations. They point to um, a finding from a supermarket, the Kroger supermarket, that did this earlier in the summer. And they said their vaccination rate among employees went up 50% to 75%. We've seen other incentives in other states not work nearly as well. But Jake, perhaps the most important is the Department of Defense. The president will ask the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to study how COVID-19 can be added to the list of vaccinations already required of service members. But important to note, at least as of now, we do not believe the president will be calling on these service members to be included in this requirement today. Jake. All right, Jeff Zeleny, thanks so much. And while we wait for President Biden to come out, let's talk about this. Um, we should note also that the, fed, the requirement he's about to introduce on federal employees to all get uh, vaccinated, that does not apply to Congress, which is a separate branch, even though it's the federal government. He's not mandating whether Congress has to do that. Um, Alice, take a listen to Republican uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy pushing back against the new CDC guidance today. The CDC has become a political arm of the administration. It wants to control every element of our life. We will not allow the CDC to be political. We'll base decisions on science and we will fight for the American people. What, what science is he talking about? Well, clearly, he doesn't really understand not only science, but the, the numbers here. Look, he, he can make this political all he wants. This is a health care issue. And while they may want to ignore science, you cannot ignore the numbers. Jake, we know what the numbers are. We see the, the rise in these cases going back up again. And I think the most compelling and overwhelmingly convincing argument for vaccines is that currently 97% of those in the hospital with COVID 
are unvaccinated. Yeah. I don't know what other number they can have or what science they need to, to make the case more than get vaccinated because it, it, it certainly keeps you safer. It keeps others around you safer and it protects you from this Delta variant. Eighty three percent of these new cases are this new variant, which is much more dangerous. So I, I think we need to just take the politics out of this and just use good common sense and look at the numbers. The truth of the matter is that that this I don't like this mask mandate. I mean, like, I'm not looking forward to putting the mask mask on. But what they're talking about is if I get infected, not that I'm going to get sick, but that I can spread it to somebody who is unvaccinated, whether it's my 11-year-old son or somebody who is a cancer patient or somebody who refuses to get the shot. And on that subject, Jamal, McCarthy said yesterday, talking about why these uh, mask requirements are not needed, that 85% of Congress is vaccinated. So... Our own Kristen Wilson crunched the crunched the numbers. If 85 percent of Congress is vaccinated and every Democrat has said that they are vaccinated, that means 16 percent of unvaccinated. They're all Republicans. And that means there are 65 Republicans who have not gotten vaccinated. Wouldn't it not make more sense to get them vaccinated (laughs) so that you wouldn't have to have these health requirements to wear a mask in, in the House? Uh, it would make sense, but it seems like that's not something anybody's interested in doing. And the reality also is these 65 Republicans are probably coming from places that have high COVID rates. Why? Because that tends to correlate with Republican communities who, ha- who are more mask or more uh, uh, vaccine hesitant. So it just seems like these walking time bombs of Republicans who are walking through the House could easily infect someone else. And you're talking about kids. To me, it just seems like we need to create a safe zone around kids. Right. If you see a child that you don't know, you're in public, put a mask on around the kid because, you know, that 10 or 11 year old like yours or the two year old, three year old like mine, they're not they're not vaccinated. So, like, why don't we just mask up to protect the kids? Is the White House ready for this, Caitlin? Because this is about to become you mean you see Ron DeSantis, you see all these other people, even even people who are pro vaccine. Governor DeSantis in Florida has been pro vaccine. They are ready for this to become a political issue stay out of our lives, stop telling us to wear masks, et cetera. Well, and the question for these states is, what are we supposed to do? Because now the CDC has updated its guidance about kids wearing a mask in schools. Anyone in schools, even if you're a vaccinated teacher, you're supposed to wear a mask according to the CDC guidelines. There are eight states that have banned requiring a mask in schools. And so when we asked the White House, you know, what is your plan on something on this small of a scale? They said, you know, I'm glad I don't live there. And I, what are these localities going to do? Those are big decisions, though, that these teachers and these educators are going to have as they're going back to schools. On the bigger scale of this fight, this is what the administration feels like they're up against. And so President Biden is expected to be more aggressive towards the unvaccinated today. So far, they have said we're not going to put blame on these people. We don't think that's more effective. It seems like looking at the data that they've looked at over the last week when it comes to the Delta variant, it's changed their opinion about how to approach it. And we should note, Aisha, it's mm-hmm. not just MAGA Republicans that are yeah. vaccine skeptics. There's a there, there are a lot of people. First of all, one of the disinformation dozen out there is Robert Kennedy Jr., the anti-vaxxer who's been sullying his family's name for decades now. Uh, we have uh, disproportionately unvaccinated Americans in the black community, in the Latin American community, Latino community. Um, this is still a problem. It's not just political. It's not just political. And people have different reasons for not getting vaccinated. Some people haven't been able to, to get off work or get there or figure out how to get everything done. And some people are just genuinely skeptical of a vaccine that has is that is an emergency authorization has not been fully authorized by the the FDA so they are concerned about that now obviously when you're concerned about long-term effects the problem is that we know that one of the long-term effects of COVID is death 
you won't even live to find out the long term effects of the vaccine uh, because you will you will not live if you catch COVID. Like that's part of the issue. But the, the, it, it, the government has not been able to convince people. They have tried the carrots. Now they're going to try the sticks. And, and part of the issue is that not only is this political, but when you have people who are convinced that they don't want to do this, it is very difficult to make an adult do something that they just simply do not want to do. One thing that has seemed to help is when the cases have gone up. Here's uh, President Biden. Let's listen in. Good afternoon. Today I want to talk to you about COVID-19. Maybe the best way to start is in a significant part of the country, you wouldn't have to take one of these off. You don't have to put one on. Like in my home state of Delaware, where I live in Newcastle County, where I was yesterday in Pennsylvania, because people got vaccinated. They got vaccinated. They don't need a mask when the majority, the vast majority of people got vaccinated. Look, I want to talk about what's really happening what it means, what it doesn't mean, and what we need to do this week and the months ahead. From the moment I was elected, I said I'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder. And we need some straight talk right now. Because there's a lot of fear and misinformation in the country. And we need to cut through it with facts, with science, with the truth. So, what's really happening today? After months and months of cases going down, we're seeing a spike in COVID cases. They're going up. Why? Because of this new form, this new variant called the Delta variant. This is a much different variant than the one we dealt with previously. It's highly transmissible, and it's causing a new wave of cases in those who are not vaccinated. Our experts tell me that cases will go up further before they start to come back down. But while cases are on the rise, they're not, we're not likely to see, according to experts, a comparable rise in hospitalizations or deaths in most areas of the country. So you have to ask yourself, why is that? <clears throat> because 164 million Americans are fully vaccinated, including 80% of the most vulnerable are seniors. So there's a challenge, as you knew there could be. But there's also good news. We've spent the last six months preparing for this possibility. The vaccines are highly effective. We have enough vaccine for everyone to get vaccinated. And thanks to the American Rescue Plan and the hard work of the American people, we've administered over 325 million vaccinations doses in the past six months. We have the tools to prevent this new wave of COVID from shutting down our businesses, our schools, our society, as we saw happen last year. I've said from the beginning that we will be guided by the science. So here's what the science tells us. On Tuesday, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, announced its new mask recommendation in parts of the country where COVID cases are substantially high, where people didn't get vaccinated, which they define as 50 new cases for every 100,000 people in a week. The CDC recommends you wear a mask when you're in public and indoors, like work or in a grocery store. That's true for both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Why? 
Because even if you've been fully vaccinated and protected from severe illness from COVID-19, you could have the Delta variant in your system and spread it to someone who isn't vaccinated. We need to wear a mask to protect each other and to stop the rapid spread of this virus as we work to get more people vaccinated. And I hope all Americans who live in areas with substantial or high case rates will follow the mask guidance that's being laid down by the CDC. I certainly will, and I have, because this is one of those areas in Washington. And at my decision, my direction, all federal personnel and visitors to federal buildings will have to do the same thing. As I said from the beginning, a mask is not a political statement. It's about protecting yourself and protecting others. Masking is one defense against the spread of COVID-19. But make no mistake, vaccines are the best defense against you getting severely ill from COVID-19. The very best defense. And you want to know how we put this virus behind us? I'll tell you how. We need to get more people vaccinated. Look, and it's important to understand what vaccines do and what they don't do. Put simply, the vaccines are designed to save lives and prevent severe illness. They're highly effective at both. 190 million Americans have had at least one shot. Of that group, about 90 percent are done now, and 10 percent are waiting for the second shot. To those folks who have one shot, but not the second, go get the second shot. Even if you're overdue for the second shot, it's not too late. Go get the second shot now, now. The bottom line is if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from COVID-19. But I also know that many of you who are vaccinated are concerned about what's called breakthrough cases. Yes, some fully vaccinated people will still test positive and some will show some symptoms of COVID-19. That's expected with almost every vaccine there is for other diseases. But breakthrough cases remain rare, and almost all are mild cases. In fact, virtually all hospitalizations and deaths are among the unvaccinated. I also know many of you are wondering if you need a booster shot to add another layer of protection. As of now, my medical advisors say the answer is no. No American needs a booster now. But if the science tells us there's a need for boosters, then that's something we'll do. And we have purchased the supply, all the supply we need to be ready if that was called for. Folks, the truth is, as more people get vaccinated, we are better protected as a nation to continue reopening safely and responsibly. We are not fully out of the woods yet. Because what is happening in America right now is a pandemic, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Let me say that again. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. There are about 90 million Americans who are eligible to get the shot, but haven't gotten it yet. As I just mentioned, nearly all of the cases, hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID-19 today are from unvaccinated people. Last month, a study showed that over 99% of COVID-19 deaths have been among the unvaccinated. 
99%. This is an American tragedy. People are dying and will die who don't have to die. If you're out there unvaccinated, you don't have to die. Read the news. You'll see stories about unvaccinated patients in hospitals. As they're lying in bed, dying from COVID-19, they're asking, Doc, can I get the vaccine? And the doctors have to say, sorry, it's too late. Right now, too many people are dying. They're watching someone they love dying and saying, if I just got vaccinated, if I just, it's heartbreaking. And it's complicated even more because it's preventable. America's divided between the majority of eligible people who are vaccinated and those who are not. And I understand that many of you in the majority are frustrated with the consequences of the failure of the minority to get vaccinated. But I want you to know that I'm going to continue to do everything I can to encourage the unvaccinated to get vaccinated. That includes addressing hesitancy and misinformation head on. For example, I know some of you who are unvaccinated think the development of vaccine was rushed. Therefore, I'm not going to take a chance. As a result, I think it's not safe because it was rushed. I understand. But let me explain. Our top scientists, the National Institute of Health, the NIH, and across the country got to work applying decades of research, decades of research, I'm going to repeat that, decades, that had already been done, the research, to develop the COVID-19 vaccine when it hit. In the last six months, more than 325 million doses of the vaccine have been administered in the United States, and billions of doses administered around the world. The vaccine was developed and authorized under a Republican administration. And it's been distributed and administered under a Democratic administration. The vaccines are safe, highly effective. There's nothing political about them. Look at all the people who took a shot at it. They later, we learned a lot of them are already been vaccinated. From the start, I have to compliment Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He had made it political. He's encouraged people to get vaccinated. He's continuing to do so. And his state's in pretty good shape. Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey recently spoke out to encourage vaccination. And even the commentators on facts who have been belittling this for a long time, some haven't, but many have, are arguing get vaccinated. Look, this is not about red states and blue states. It's literally about life and death. It's about life and death. That's what it's about. You know, and I know people talk about freedom. But I learned growing up in school and from my parents, with freedom comes responsibility. Your decision to be unvaccinated impacts someone else. Unvaccinated people spread the virus. They get sick and fill up our hospitals. And that means if someone else has a heart attack or breaks a hip, 
There may not be a hospital bed for them. If you're unvaccinated, you put your doctor and nurses at risk. The same frontline essential workers who put their lives on the line over the past year and have gone through hell. Again, with freedom comes responsibility. So please, exercise responsible judgment. Get vaccinated for yourself, for the people you love, for your country. I'm being literal when I say this. As I travel the world almost every day, a foreign leader calls me asking, can I provide his or her country more vaccines? Their people are desperate for vaccines. I'm doing everything to answer those calls. We're sending millions of vaccines to people around the world. But folks, it's an American blessing that we have vaccines for each and every American. We've made it our first and top priority to have available vaccines for every eligible American. And that's never going to change as long as I'm here. And it's a shame. It's just a, such a shame to squander that blessing. That's why after six months of extraordinary work and effort, today I'm laying out additional steps we should be taking to deliver these life-saving vaccines to more Americans. <clears throat> first, we're going to provide more incentives to encourage unvaccinated Americans to get vaccinated. That starts with paid leave to get the shot. We're still hearing that people are unable to get time off from their employer to get vaccinated. Well, this is unacceptable. For some time now, I've said you should be able to get the shot and still get paid. Thanks to the American Rescue Plan, the federal government is fully reimbursing any small or medium-sized business that provides workers with paid time off to get vaccinated. Employers, this costs you nothing. If you haven't given employees paid time off, do it now, please. Today, I'm announcing that we're taking this a step further. The federal government will now reimburse those employers to give their staffs, who give their staffs time off, not only to get themselves vaccinated, but also to get their family members vaccinated. That means employers can get reimbursed if they give parents time off with paid time, paid leave, to take their kids or their own parents to get vaccinated. So I'm calling on all employees across the country to give paid time off to get the shot or to help a family member do so. I promise you, it will cost you, the employer, nothing. You'll be reimbursed. Secondly, <clears throat> I'm announcing that we'll continue the work with, to work with states to encourage unvaccinated people to get vaccinated. In February, the grocery store chain Kroger's offered $100 to their associates if they would get vaccinated. And it worked. Vaccination rates moved up from 50% to 75% among their employees. States like New Mexico, Ohio, and Colorado are offering similar incentive programs that have helped increase vaccination rates. So today, I'm calling on all states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. I know the pain people who get vaccinated might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. But here's the deal. 
If incentives help us beat this virus, I believe we should use them. We all benefit if we can get more people vaccinated. But in addition to providing incentives to encourage vaccination, it's time to impose requirements on key groups to make sure they're vaccinated. Excuse me. Just this week, we took an important step to protect our veterans. Like many civilian hospital systems are doing, the Department of Veterans Affairs will now require COVID-19 vaccines for doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers who provide medical care for our veterans. We must do everything possible to protect our veterans from getting COVID when they come to get medical care they so richly earned serving their country. We owe them. Next, since many vaccinations are required for active duty military today, I'm asking the Defense Department to look into how and when they will add COVID-19 to the list of vaccinations our armed forces must get. Our men and women in uniform who protect this country from grave threats should be protected as much as possible from getting COVID-19. I think this is particularly important because our troops serve in places throughout the world, many where vaccination rates are low and disease is prevalent. Next, every federal government employee will be asked to attest to their vaccination status. Anyone who does not attest or is not vaccinated will be required to mask no matter where they work, Test one or two times a week to see if they've, acqu- they've a- acquired COVID. Socially distance and generally will not be allowed to travel for work. Likewise, today, I'm <clears throat> directing my administration to take steps to apply similar standards to all federal contractors. If you want to do business with the federal government, get your workers vaccinated. Look at the Chamber of Commerce representing tens of thousands of American businesses, the National Association of Manufacturers. The Business Roundtable, which comprises of the largest and biggest corporations in America. They're all applauding the actions that the federal government is taking and urge them to follow suit. I also commend the National Football League, that has announced that if there are outbreaks among unvaccinated players and personnel, then the team risks forfeiting games. I urge other sport leagues at every level, to take every step they can. Every day, more businesses are implementing their own vaccine mandates. The Justice Department has made it clear that it is legal to require COVID-19 vaccines. We all want our lives to get back to normal. And fully vaccinated workplaces will, will make that happen more quickly and more successfully. We all know that in our gut. With incentives and mandates, we can make a huge difference and save a lot of lives. I also want to speak to families with children in school. We can and we must open schools this fall full time. It's better for our children's mental and emotional well-being, and we can't afford another year out of the classroom. Every school should be open. And we're giving them the tools to be able to do so safely. Even in those areas where they have a higher vaccination, they they have a higher rate of COVID. Through the American Rescue Plan, 
We provided schools billions of dollars to implement safety measures, better ventilation, social distancing, and other measures. In March, when vaccinations were scarce, I prioritized teachers and school workers by utilizing our federal pharmacy program. Almost 90% of educators and school staff are now vaccinated. Additionally, the CDC has provided clear guidance on how all schools can safely protect the kids and bring them back to the classroom. Every student wear a mask. It's that simple. So we funded safety measures in schools, we vaccinated teachers and staff, and we can mask up our kids for further protection. But once again, there's one more thing we need to do. Get more adolescents, ages 12 and up, vaccinated now that they've been cleared. In the past week, the good news we've seen the average number of 12 to 17-year-olds getting vaccinated go increase 22% per day. Today, I'm asking school districts to host one last pop-up vaccination clinic over the coming weeks for kids ages 12 and up. We're directing the federal pharmacy program to help make that happen. Parents, get your children vaccinated. You do it for so many other things right now. For kids under 12, if and when the vaccines are deemed safe for them, we'll be prepared to get the vaccines administered as quickly and as safely as possible. Look, and as we work to vaccinate more Americans, we're prepared for outbreaks in areas where there are unvaccinated people. My administration has made it clear to every governor that more federal resources are available to them. This includes deployment of surge teams composed of experts from the CDC and the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the FEMA. We're going to continue to provide states with more testing, treatments, protective equipment, personnel, mobile vaccination clinics to stem the surge of the virus among the unvaccinated. The pictures of hospitals in several states overloaded with patients is unnecessary, avoidable, and tragic. You know, we'll help any health system overloaded and unable to cope with the spike in cases. We're ready to do that. Let me close with this. If you're at home and vaccinated, but anxious, or even angry, or if you're at home and unvaccinated, unbothered, and unconvinced, let's step back and see where we are. Just remember how we've emerged from a dark winter into a hopeful spring and summer. But really remember just how dark that winter was. Over 3,600 Americans were dying each and every day. And now, even with the surge among the unvaccinated, we're down to that 300 Americans a day. Significant. Millions of people are out of work, out of homes, out of hope and going hungry. Remember those long lines? People in their automobiles waiting for a box of food to be put in their trunk? Experts and pundits said we couldn't get the vaccines. And even if we could get the vaccines, we couldn't get it in people's arms. We couldn't get them vaccinated. They predicted our economy would collapse. Remember how we stayed focused and how we went to work 
In six months, we got 164 million Americans fully vaccinated. Because we vaccinated so many people, put in place so many safety measures, and got economic help to businesses and people most in need, our economy is recovering. More than 3 million Americans are back to work since I was sworn in. A faster job growth than any previous administration, any. We're experiencing the fastest economic growth in nearly four decades. The best in the world as of now. In fact, today's GDP numbers show that in the first half of the year, our economy grew faster than any point in nearly 40 years. Our economy grew more in six months than most Wall Street forecasters expected for the entire year before we implemented our plan. And just yesterday, we announced a bipartisan infrastructure deal that's going to continue this momentum over the long term by making the most significant investment to rebuild America in nearly a century. But we still have to face many challenges. We still have a lot of work to do as we readjust to a post-pandemic economy. But we have the right plan. We're coming back. We just have to stay ahead of this virus. I know this is hard to hear. I know it's frustrating. I know it's exhausting to think we're still in this fight. And I know we hope this would be a simple, straightforward line without problems or new challenges. But that isn't real life. We're coming out of the worst public health crisis in 100 years. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. As I told you before, I carry a card in my pocket. I hope I have it with me. I have a carry card in my pocket with the number of Americans dead from COVID-19. As of today, this morning, the total deaths in the United States were 609,441. Granted, the death rate per day is way down. It's down to 400 about dead. But that's more deaths than World War I, World War II, Vietnam, 9-11, Iraq, and Afghanistan wars combined. This is as tough as it gets. We're Americans. When we get knocked down, we get back up. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's why there's no nation on earth like us. And we're prepared like never before. We have the tools to save lives, to keep our economy growing and growing and going. After the past six months, following the science, we know we can dramatically lower the cases in this country. We can do this. We brought our economy back to life and we kept it going. We know we can send our kids back to school. We know we can beat this virus. We can do this. We all just have to do our part. My fellow Americans, this nation has never failed. We have come together as the United States of America. So I say to all those who are unvaccinated, please, please get vaccinated. And to the rest of America, this is no time to be despondent or let our guard down. 
We just need to finish the job with science, with facts, with the truth. And together as Americans, we're going to be able to beat this. May God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, how long do you think it might be necessary to wear a mask? And at what point do you think people might have to have a booster shot? I said in my talk, the booster shot is not needed now. It is possible that it'll be needed later. I don't know. They don't. The science hasn't dictated that yet. And the first part of your question? I think people might have to wear a mask again. Well, if you notice, a lot of places people don't have to wear masks. Let's get that straight. The places where people have gotten vaccinated, where we have a high vaccination rate, people do not have to wear masks at all. Like some of you were with me yesterday when I was up in uh, Lehigh Valley. Didn't have to wear a mask there. Don't have to mask if you come home to Delaware with me. I know you love doing that. Uh, but you don't have to wear a mask. The places people are probably going to have to wear masks in those communities where the high rate of unvaccinated stays high and they don't move. They don't move to getting vaccinated. But I think you're going to find the patience of businesses and the patience of a lot of other people running thin. Because the fact is, if you had high vaccination rates, you, we wouldn't be in this spot right now. Yes, sir. Mr. President, Mr. President, will this set up a, an American workplace for federal workers and private sector that really is the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated? And is that a pressure you're trying to harness now? Well, no, I, I'm not. Look, what I'm trying to do is keep people safe. I mean this sincerely. So if, in fact, you're unvaccinated, you present a problem to yourself, to your family, and to those with whom you work. Because as pointed out, I was asked the question about why would people who have already been vaccinated get it? Well, you got anywhere from 2 to 3% on average, the last study done, that can still get COVID. They don't get very sick. They don't get hospitalized. It's not serious, but they can catch it. And the concern is they may be able to pass it on. And so that's all being studied right now. But it's important thing is, if people are vaccinated, the transmission rate drops through the floor. And that's all we're trying to do. Yes. Hey, Mr. President, thank you. Why not um, push for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools? Do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? Well, I, I'd like to see them continue to move in that direction. And that's why I'm, I pointed out. I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is they're able to do that legally. And they can. Local communities can do that. Local businesses can do that. It's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. I don't know that yet. Earlier this week that we are not headed back towards lockdowns, but if the science is evolving, how can you be so confident in that? You heard, we heard you say weeks ago that the virus was on, but Dr. Fauci has also indicated that we are headed in the wrong direction. Well, you're, take, you're literally correct on everything you said, but it doesn't make come to the conclusion you're implying. It is clear 
that if everybody's vaccinated, the existing vaccines work to prevent death, serious illness, hospitalization. Okay? If every, so if tomorrow I could wave a wand and every American was vaccinated, then, in fact, we'd be out of the woods. Now, can something else happen a year from now? Can there be a different virus? Can there be something? It's possible. But I'm talking about COVID and the existing variants that have come forward so far. So it makes a, it's a simple proposition. If you're vaccinated, you find yourself in a situation where you are highly unlikely, even if you somehow get the virus, very small percentage do, that you are not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be on a ventilator, you're not going to be sick, but you could be in a position to possibly spread it to someone who wasn't if you have it in you. Yes. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask, why not um, require that the people show proof that they're vaccinated? And also, if you could just, with the four million, how much of an impact do you think this will have? Do you have a projection, sir? The projection on what? On how many people will get vaccinated by putting in this system? No, I'm not going to get in the business of projecting I, uh, the, exactly how many people are likely. All I know is that we go through these periods, then we run up against a wall, then something happens where people realize, oh, my Lord, this is really a problem, and they begin to see things. Look, the fact that uh, um, a lot of your friends are now saying, get vaccinated, who were before were saying, it's not a problem. This is all a democratic thing with a small D and a capital D. I mean, there's a lot changing. People are becoming aware. The more aware they become, then we have these surges of people going out and getting vaccinated. And it just keeps building. I'm sorry, sir. What about what? What about requiring proof, sir? Well, that is, there's two ways to do it. Um, And uh, I think you're going to see some institutions doing that. Like, you're going to fly abroad, you're going to have to have proof. You're not just going to be able to say, yeah, I got tested. You got to provide proof. My guess is if we don't start to make more progress, a lot of businesses and a lot of enterprises are going to require proof for you to be able to participate. Mr. President, back. And then I'm going to take off shortly here. What further actions are you going to take to encourage private businesses to follow this type of model to either require vaccines or require testing or other preventative procedures? I just did. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to be talking about it around the country. Are you going to reach out to private businesses, meet with them, try and actively encourage them to follow this model? Well, I have. That's why we have folks from the the Chamber of Commerce to the manufacturers, et cetera. So, you know, I am, am I going to call a meeting of every, you know, business in the country to come to Washington or go on? I have made the case repeatedly. I doubt whether there's a single solitary business that doesn't understand that I think it's smart for them to require testing, require, and if you, if you can't demonstrate, you can't prove you've been vaccinated, you have to be tested. <laughs> already considering mandating the yeah. vaccine after it was fully approved. Would you like to see the mandate go into effect before full approval? And do you think he's open to that? I know he's open to it. 
And the question is, when is the right time to get the most bang for the buck when you do it? A lot of this is timing. And so I think it's going to happen. But I, look, the one thing that you all are being politely and appropriately referencing is that it's still a temporary approval. So when does the final approval come? It usually takes a lot of, a lot of work to, to get there. I made a commitment. I would not tell anyone in the Justice Department who they should prosecute, and I would not tell the health industry, the, the, excuse me, the government health entities, what they should say and do. But my expectation is they're going to reach that conclusion in the early fall. Thank you very much. You no longer need to wear a mask. And it seems well, I, I have to say if you're fully vaccinated in an area where we do not have well, let me clarify. In May, you made it sound like a vaccine was the ticket to losing the mask forever. And it that, that is true at the time, because I thought there were people who were going to understand that getting vaccinated made a gigantic difference. And what happened was New variant came along, they didn't get vaccinated, it was spread more rapidly, and people, more people were getting sick. That's the Welcome to the lead. I'm Jake Tapper. You've been listening to President Biden speaking about the urgent need for more Americans to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. The president announced some new requirements uh, for all federal employees and federal contractors. He also laid out new incentives to get more people vaccinated, including asking states to give $100 to every newly vaccinated person and reimbursements for companies who give their employees paid time off to get their shots. President Biden also addressed the new mask guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the mask mandates popping back up in cities across the country. Let's get straight to CNN's Jeff Zeleny right now live at the White House. And Jeff, uh, the White House obviously um, is worried about the trajectory that the U.S. is on with the Delta variant and too many Americans still refusing to get vaccinated. Jake, no question about it. Uh, What we just heard there was a president pleading with his country to change their behavior and try and stop this rising pandemic. We have not heard President Biden speak with this uh, level of concern in his voice really for several months. Also, a tacit acknowledgement, which of course we all know, that progress on this has essentially been frozen has been halted in place. For the last month, many people here at the White House have been trying to downplay the fact that uh, progress had been halted. This was a president essentially throwing that out the window and saying, look, America is not making the progress it needs to, and really imploring and calling upon all Americans, the unvaccinated as well as the vaccinated, to step forward and try and make a course correction here, talking about the economy, talking about you know how it's going to impact schools and other matters. Uh, Jake, this is a big uh, 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 inflection point in this fight against COVID-19. The Biden administration has made this their top priority to fight this pandemic. And for six months or so, it was going along pretty well. Now that progress has halted and we do not know what is going to be coming next. But you saw him walking into the East Room there with a mask. There are mask requirements now happening across the country here in Washington, D.C. as well. But specifically, they are trying to uh, really jumpstart something in the private sector by Uh, by doing what he can do to require federal workers to uh, give uh, um, an acknowledgement of their vaccination status, which uh, before today they were not allowed to do. And if they don't get vaccinated, have to submit to twice weekly testing. 
not travel uh, for work, social distance. So they're making it harder for them to do their jobs. But the DOD, probably the biggest part of this, the Department of Defense, the president authorizing his secretary of defense to look into this, that would be, uh, certainly go a long ways to uh, sending the message as well, getting people in the military vaccinated. So, Jake, I think this is one of the biggest speeches the president has given on COVID in certainly weeks, if not months. All right, Jeff Zeleny at the White House. Uh, let's discuss um, two main issues for us to talk about. One of them is a vaccine and one of them is masking. Let's start with the vaccine for a second because it was remarkable, Aisha, because what we, we, we have talked about this for months now. Uh, I have said, others have said, President Trump uh, gets credit for things that happened well under his administration, gets blamed for things that happened poorly. Operation Warp Speed happened under his administration. It is a, a miracle of modern science, what the scientists uh, delivered there. Uh, both those who got the funds directly from the administration, like Moderna, and those that were encouraged to through distribution promises and funding, uh, like Pfizer. The president, Biden, came as close to crediting Trump, at least in part, as I have ever heard him say, the vaccine was authorized and approved under a Republican administration. He also went on to praise uh, Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell and Alabama Governor uh, Kay Ivey, who's also a Republican. Will that make a difference? I don't know that that will make a difference, but he's trying to make the point that, look, this is not just a Democrat thing. This is not something that he is trying to push on the American people, that this is something that happened under like this vaccine was developed under President Trump, former President Trump, and that, that hoping that his base will, you know, latch on to that. But that just hasn't happened yet. And I, I don't think that Biden making that statement in and of itself will be enough because the people who are concerned about Biden are not listening to what he has to say, which has been the problem all along for this administration. Would it help, Alice, if uh, instead of trying to undermine democracy uh, and continue to cast aspersions about uh, elections in the United States, President Trump very aggressively went on a tour uh, and Yes, he has talked about how he's vaccinated, but he has not. He has tens of millions of dollars in his campaign account uh, for all this stop the steal nonsense. He could emerge as a hero uh, uh, on this issue. He could say, "I need Trump supporters' vaccinating uh, vaccination rates to go up. Let's do it, people." Would that help? That would help tremendously, but that will not happen, unfortunately. And, and yes. I'm glad to see that uh, President Biden praised the previous administration for getting the vaccines out there and helping to get them approved. But the former president missed a tremendous opportunity when he got the shot. The king of optics should have staged a big photo op, shown the American people what it's like to get the shot and how important it is. Unfortunately, he missed that opportunity and has gone on to make this a political issue. And that's really unfortunate because it's not. As uh, President Biden said, this is not a red state or a blue state issue. This is a life and death issue. But I will say with, with this, what he said today was really important from a communication standpoint. When you're issuing a broad mandate, you tell people what they need to do. You tell them how you're going to help them and you tell them why it's important. He was able to do that. But the biggest hurdle aside from that is taking the politics out of this and putting health care on the front burner. Now, let's also talk about the masking, because to be frank, it's confusing. It's confusing. And you heard President Biden say some things that you found also uh, not as clear as they could have been. No, and I don't think it was clear when the CDC director announced it the other day. We should note that they changed the mask guidance for fully vaccinated people and tied it to the number of cases where you live. President Biden pointed that out, but he also was saying that breakthrough cases are rare for fully vaccinated people. And if you do get infected, it's likely to be a mild case. The CDC said they were changing this guidance because they have found 
evidence that people who are fully vaccinated can spread the virus. So they seem to be saying this is an area of concern that we're looking at, and that's part of the reason. Not getting sick if you're vaccinated, but spreading the virus if you're vaccinated. But spreading it. But still talking about, they were saying maybe it's not so rare. We're looking at how often fully vaccinated people are getting it. That's why we're recommending this. I think the other confusion was that he was tying wearing a mask to vaccination rates in your area. That is not what the CDC did the other day. They tied it to the number of cases in your area, not hospitalizations, not deaths, the number of cases in your area. That's why in D.C., now starting on Saturday, we're going to have to be wearing a mask when we're inside, even if you're fully vaccinated. And Biden so- seemed to suggest that in Newcastle, Delaware, where his home is, the vaccination rates are high and that's why he didn't have to wear a mask there. Is Which that is accurate? Not, it's not true. That's not the case. The reason he did not have to wear a mask when he went there the other day is because they had a moderate level of transmission, not substantial or high, which are the two levels, which is also confusing because I don't think most people know which area they live in. It changes as they update the guidance. So I just think it raises a lot of questions. And there at the end, you saw the president grow quite animated because he was asked about what he did say not that long ago, that if you have been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. He was saying what we've heard from a lot of health officials, which is they are working on a rolling basis with changing science and data and evidence here. And clearly the level of concern is real about the Delta variant because he said cases are going to go up. We have not heard that from him in a very long time. So, Jamal, as as a communications professional, nobody (laughs) doubts that the people at the CDC and well, I shouldn't say nobody. I don't doubt that the people at the CDC and President Biden want Americans to get vaccinated so that people don't get sick. But as a communications matter, where could they improve? I don't think this is a communications problem for them. It turns out, we used to say, you know, we're going to avoid stuff like the plague. That's not really a thing, right? Like, <laughs> people don't really, are not willing to avoid the plague. Um, you know, so instead, what we're now finding is that we have, we're at war with a virus that has done more damage to America than any terrorist attack has ever done. Right, killed more people, shut down our economy. That's right. And so we have got to do whatever it takes to break the back of it. So what I think is happening here by doing the mandate, not only are they going to get huge populations of people vaccinated, they're going to encourage them to get vaccinated. They're also making people who are call them the lax vaxxers, right? They're the ones who are like not really against vaccination. They just haven't gotten around to it yet. I think you're starting to see some of those people decide to get in the game and go and get that vaccination. Dr. Peter Hotez is still with us uh, from Texas. Dr. Hotez, President Biden said several times, quote, we're following the science. Um, But the CDC has yet to divulge the studies it's looking at, the data it has to explain and, and justify its most recent masking guidance. Should they? Yeah, they should. And and it is very confusing. I mean, I understand it, but I have an MD and a PhD and, 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 and have been thinking about coronavirus vaccines for more than a decade. And, you know, it goes like this. So, you know, we know that these vaccines, even against the Delta variant, still protect against serious illness and symptomatic illness. They're holding up really well. The issue is there's preliminary data and it's only preliminary. It hasn't been published. It's in comes out in various preprint forms that the amount of virus in breakthrough cases in those rare breakthrough cases is quite high. So people are still shedding a lot of virus if they get Delta and they're vaccinated, as opposed to previously with the earlier lineages, if you were vaccinated, it was stopping both symptomatic illness, a serious illness and asymptomatic transmission. And that second performance feature may be going away with the Delta variant unless we could restore it 
with a third uh, immunization, which is also being under consideration. So we're, what, what's happening is we're trying to communicate complex scientific concepts and trying to simplify it so people can understand it. And it's tough to do. If you, know, if you give me 10, 15 minutes to explain it, I think everyone will understand it, but it's, it's hard to get that kind of time. And, and co- conveying complex scientific concepts has its challenges. So I think the CDC is following the science. I think they will come out with the published information, but remember, they're dealing with a lot of preliminary things as well. And and but what it really comes down to, Jake, is this: uh, we're all worried, and we're worried because Delta is accelerating, and something else is about to happen, and that is school is about to open, especially in the South, where they open up schools early, and this is where its transmission is accelerating. So we're worried this is going to blow the whole thing open, and and trying to keep a lid on it by doing everything humanly possible to encourage people to vaccinate. And I thought the president gave an excellent speech. Basically, what he said is anything within his jurisdiction under the auspices of the federal government, he's going to implement in order to get Mm -hmm. people vaccinated just to keep a lid on it. And I think he made that point pretty clear. Dr. Hotez, thanks so much. And thanks to everyone here. It's not just President Biden. It's also businesses from Google to Netflix to Morgan Stanley. A number of major corporations are now mandating All of their employees have to be vaccinated. I want to bring in Richard Quest. He's the editor-at-large for CNN Business. Richard, good to see you. A long list of companies going beyond the option. Biden is giving federal employees a a choice, basically, get vaccinated or get weekly negative COVID tests. Uh, These businesses, however, are saying, no, no, you have to get vaccinated before you come back to the office. Is that even legal in the United States? It's a very fine point, Jake. If you read up on it, it basically providing you're not breaking the American Against Disabilities Act and you're not dealing with uh, the Civil Rights Act and you've managed to follow all the necessary equal employment legislation, then yes, it probably is legal, uh, depending on the reason why somebody says whether it's a religious reason or whether it's a medical reason. But it's not clear. However, companies are going forth anyway because... They've had enough. They are all looking forward to a September coming back into the office. They are deeply worried. You know, the the, the good doctor just before me talks about how worried everybody is. Companies are worried about filling big buildings like here at Hudson Yards with thousands of people and somebody not being vaccinated. And the whole thing goes over the edge. A lot of these corporate vaccine requirements came along quickly and en masse this week. Did something change? Was there a directive? What had that happen? Delta. Delta and the realization that things are getting worse. And the fact we're in the summer, you've got the South with the schools reopening. You've got this date in September when more and more companies are saying, we want you back in the office. And some of the big banks here in New York have made it clear, as you know, Jake, they've said, we're not messing around with hybrid this or hybrid that. You're back in the office. Well, you can only say that if you basically demand everybody to be vaccinated because simply having a testing requirement or a mask requirement per se is not going to give that same element of security. All right, Richard Quest, thanks so much. Coming up next, a deal on Capitol Hill. Can this infrastructure agreement make it to the finish line? I'll talk to the number two House Democrat next. Plus, Suni Lee steps up and wins gold. I'll talk to a gymnast who won the same event. Stay, Stay with us. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness providing you with high-quality sleep every night. 
Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.